Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 128. It is Tuesday, May 19th, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and things in Texas are always bigger. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. All right, good morning and happy Tuesday. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. Wherever you're listening to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be awesome. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, please go to Facebook and in a search, type in Get HIPAA Compliance and join that group. All right, let's jump into the news. We have a few news articles, interesting stuff going on here. Securityweek.com. Likely breach shuts down Arkansas Unemployment Program, a state program that was created to process unemployment applications in Arkansas for self-employed individuals or gig economy workers, appears to have illegally accessed and has have been illegally accessed and has been shut down, officials announced Saturday. Governor Asa Hutchinson said he had learned Friday evening that an applicant for the program is believed to have somehow accessed the system, prompting an investigation of a possible data breach. The probe will determine if any personal data from applicants was obtained. If any individuals had their data compromised, they will be notified and steps will be taken to address the situation, including possible credit monitoring, Hutchinson said. An outside IT expert was brought in to review the system. We want to make sure that the system is in good shape before it goes back online, the governor said. News of the program breach was first reported on Friday by Arkansas Times. About 30,000 people have applied to the program, which has had other problems. Earlier this month, a computer glitch forced some who had already applied to resubmit supporting documents. So hopefully there's not a delay for those that are in need of the money at this moment. Um, we'll, re- we'll, of course, update as, as more information becomes available. On threat post, for those of you that use Edison Mail, on iOS, there is a bug that exposes emails to strangers. A bug introduced in an iOS software update on the Edison Mail app allowed emails to be viewed by strangers. Edison Mail, a popular third-party email app, has warned thousands of iOS users that their emails may have been compromised after a security flaw exposed emails to complete strangers. Edison Mail, owned by Edison Software Inc., is in the top 100 productivity apps on the Apple App Store and touts itself as a lightning-fast and secure email. According to Edison Mail, a recent iOS update caused a temporary bug in the app. This flaw potentially allowed the unauthorized email account access of 6,480 iOS Edison email users to other users. On Friday, May 15th, a software update enabled users to manage accounts across their Apple devices, said Edison in a statement on Sunday. The issue only impacted a fraction of our iOS app users, and no Android or Mac users were affected. This temporary issue was a bug and not related to any external security issues. Edison Mail said it was it has resolved the issue as of Saturday, and all accounts have been secured. The issue appeared to stem from a new syncing feature that was rolled out in the Friday update Update 1.20.2. After the update, several Edison Mail users took to Twitter to complain that they were seeing up to 100 unread email messages from strangers' accounts under their own under their own Edison Mail inboxes. They were able to read others' emails without credentials. The tweets alleged and couldn't adjust their sync settings to delete the emails. Clearly, someone with the device Mandy's iPhone currently has full access to my email accounts. Please tell me the data deletion works at least," said one Edison mail user said on Twitter. So um, a bug that 
appears to have been resolved. For Edison Mail, I've never used Edison Mail. I've actually never heard of it. I'm not really an iOS user. I do have an, uh, an iPhone, but a, it's a second device. Um, and I use Outlook for everything. So um, if, you've, if you did not update Edison Mail, make sure you do so. Uh, because otherwise you're probably reading somebody else's emails. On helpnetsecurity.com, security threats associated with shadow IT. We haven't talked a lot about shadow IT. We did here and there, but um, this, you know, I thought I'd share because it is important. As cyber threats and remote working challenges linked to COVID-19 continue to rise, IT teams are increasingly pressured to keep organizations' security posture intact. When it comes to remote working, one of the major issues facing enterprises is shadow IT and users eager to adopt the newest cloud tech applications to support their remote work are bypassing IT administrators and in doing so unknowingly opening both themselves and the organizations up to new threats. So that's essentially what shadow IT is. They're, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So as an example, install a third-party remote access software on your work desktop so that you can access it from home. That's a form of shadow IT. It's not something that's been approved and therefore not maybe not known depending on what kind of monitoring is going on. Um, there are, of course, ways to mitigate that risk, but um, this article talks about some of the, the increased risks by allowing this to occur. So first of all, how do you mitigate? Um, you, you disable... In, in, you disable admin access for users. And so that's really mitigation. And then you have, of course, processes of policies and approved applications and so forth. So here's the list of the risks. Increased risk of data breaches, which is going to become a much bigger thing in the near future. It's already a big thing, but it's going to get bigger. Compliance issues and regulation issues, violations. So if you're in a compliance-type business, like, say, healthcare, you could be facing issues with HIPAA. Missed financial goals, goals due to unforeseen costs. Solutions to help manage. Okay, so solutions to help manage shadow IT. At the end of the day, you want to make sure you are providing IT teams with a, a software as a service management solution that brings visibility into the usage, renewal schedules, costs, policy enforcement, and security to avoid the consequences of shadow IT. One option is to introduce broad software as a service management and discovery capabilities to track apps using a number of discovery methods. This would provide IT departments with a full picture of their SAS environment, including all applications and users through a single dashboard. SAAS management solutions also have the potential to educate users on the apps available through the business. So in other words, provide them with the apps that they can use so that they're not looking for an, an, an alternative to what you might have available to them. Um, but again, if you disable admin access on the their workstations, then you know that's a problem that kind of mitigates itself at that point. On bleeping computer, Google Chrome to tidy up tabs with tab groups collapse feature. Thought this was a pretty cool addition with the tab groups feature. Google's making it a lot easier for. Chrome users to stay organized. Google says the feature, which lets you neatly organize active tabs into groups, is now rolling out gradually in the latest version of Chrome on Windows, Linux, Chrome OS, and Mac. Tab groups is very easy to use and can use it to 
lump similar similar websites together so you don't have dozens of unorganized tabs open. So in other words, you can organize, let's say, all your social media into one tab, your email accounts into one tab, uh, productivity applications into another tab. And to enable this, so it is in Google Chrome 75, Google is planning to improve, improve tab groups with new options to collapse grouped tabs um, to enable the new collapse option for tab groups in Chrome Canary. Follow these steps. Go to Chrome colon slash slash flags. Search for tab groups and enable it. Search for tab groups collapse and enable it. Relaunch Google Chrome. So that um, that might, I know I'm one of those people that will have you know, anywhere between one and two dozen tabs open at any given time. So I think that uh, that will prove to be useful, especially if it reduces your memory utilization. Um, so we'll wait. I will. I don't know if I have it available. Haven't. Didn't know it was an option, but I will check it out and let you know how that works out. All right. So we've talked about this data breach on a law firm in New York, New York City, uh, at Grubman Shire. Micellus and Sachs GSM Law, where there was lots of um, celebrity information up, um, stolen, allegedly. So there, there has not been proof other than the folder structure at this point. But they also said that they have information on Trump and that they're demanding, I think it was $42 million. I don't see that number in this particular article. Um, but Revel Ransomware found buyer for Trump data now targeting Madonna. The Revel Ransomware, which is known for stealing data and then threatening to share it if you don't pay up. So the Revel Ransomware group claims to have buyers ready for documents containing damaging information about U.S. Presidential Trump, uh, U.S. President Donald Trump, and is preparing to auction data on international celebrity Madonna. Now, the folder, the picture I saw of the folder structure did not show anything about Donald Trump, but it did show Madonna and a few other huge names like Lady Gaga and Bruce Springsteen um, and some other big names. So the hackers breached the network of GSM Law, a law firm representing a huge number of A-list celebrities stealing everything they considered a value before encrypting the data. After unfruitful negotiations with the law firm, Revel published an archive with the most harmless information on Donald Trump, a collection of more than 160 emails. So they apparently do have something, but it doesn't seem like it's anything important. They also said that there would be an auction every week with customer data, that they don't care who buys it and as long as they get paid. In an announcement today, the hacker said that they have been contacted by individuals interested in to buy all the data about U.S. president and they are content with the proposal. They also promised to delete their copy of the data, making the buyer the only one who has it. There are no hints about who made the offer or what they're planning to do with it. Bleeping Computer was told by numerous sources who have reviewed the leaked data that it was harmless and did not contain anything damaging to President Trump. So um, originally the law firm said that Trump was never a client. Uh, sounds like maybe innocent emails back and forth between someone. Um, so looks like maybe no damage, but we'll see what, ha what, what happens when this purchase goes through. Um, fake on bleeping computer, fake U.S. Department of Treasury email spreads new Node.js malware. A new Node.js based remote access Trojan and password stealing malware is being distributed through malicious emails 
pretending to be from the U.S. Department of the Treasury. This new spam campaign was discovered by abuse.ch that says payment for a government contract was not paid due to incorrect banking information. So almost sounds like a BEC uh, uh, scam. The email then prompts the user to examine the document for any mistakes. If they do not hear back, the money will be used for the government's coronavirus disaster relief. However, there is no indication that the said approved fund was finally paid to you as the beneficiary or did you at any point changed ownership or receiving bank account of the approved fund. If not claimed till May 30th, the U.S. Department of Treasury anticipated that the funds be distributed as emergency relief fund to support the uncertainty caused by the crisis of COVID-19 globally. It is anticipated that your funds will be distributed in early June, the phishing email states. Now, there's poor grammar, so that will tell you right away. This is a phishing email. Attached to the email is an archive named contractpayment.zip containing a zip file named contractpayment.jar. This malware is new Node.js malware called QNode service that was discovered by Malware Hunter team and later analyzed by Trend Micro. When executed, this jar file will download Node.js in a script called wizard.js and store the packages in folder named user profile slash q node js dash node dash v 13.13.0 dash win dash x64 and there's a screenshot of it here um according to trend micro's report once the q node service is installed it will have full control over the computer and further compromise it to steal data this further compromise is made through the following features built into the q node service malware it updates itself get machine information such as ip address machine name Location, username, and OS version, execute commands including the download of further payloads, delete and write files, steal passwords from various applications such as Chrome and Firefox. So be on the lookout for that email. If you get it, just delete it, report it to your IT if, if uh, that is an option. Hopefully it is. Bleeping computer, again, Texas getting hit with a ransomware attack. So ransomware attacks impacts Texas Department of Transportation. So we did report one the other day. Here's another one. A new rans ransomware attack is affecting the Texas government. This time, hackers got into the network of the state's Department of Transportation. Less than a week ago on May 8th, the Texas court system was the victim of the same type of attack, which resulted in servers being taken offline to prevent malware from spreading on the network. In a brief announcement on social media, T Texas DOT said that it detected an attack on Thursday, May 14th. After finding unauthorized access to agency's network, further examination determined that the event was part of a ransomware incident. Immediate action was taken to isolate affected computers from the network and block further unauthorized access. It is unclear how many systems are impacted or the ransomware family used by the intruder. Some operations have been affected by this incident, but Texas DOT Executive Director James Bass says that the agency is working to ensure critical operations continue during this interruption. The agency's website informs that technical difficulties make some features unavailable and that they are working to resolve the issues promptly. As it usually happens with this type of cyber attack, the FBI was alerted and is involved in the investigation. Texas DOT is responsible for air, road, and railway transportation across Texas. This includes the construction and maintenance of state highway systems and traffic cameras. And we already told you about the one on the court system last week. So um, Texas, like they always say, they do things big, right? Uh, and last one on Bleepy Computer, FBI warns of ProLock ransomware decryptor not working properly. So here's another case for 
not paying the ransom because here we go again. Multiple actors in the ransomware business saw the new coronavirus pandemic as the perfect opportunity to focus on an already overburdened healthcare sector. Prolock is yet another threat to, to the list. The FBI issued a flash alert at the beginning of the month to alert organizations of the new threat actors saying that it targets the U.S., include entities in the following sectors, healthcare, government, financial, and retail. The FBI does not encourage giving into the demands of ransomware attack actors. Doing so would only increase their confidence to continue such attacks. And then there's always a risk that, A, they will not un, they will not decrypt your files, and B, um, you're painting a, you're a bigger target for yourself. With Prolock, the decryptor is not working properly and data will be lost. Files larger than 64 megs may become corrupted during the decryption process. Integrity loss of, of one byte per one kilobyte is possible with files over 100 megs, and additional work may be needed to make the decryptor work properly. This issue will increase the downtime of an organization, even they even though they agree to the actor's demands. The malware started as Pond Locker, PN, PWND, in late 2019, but made a reputation by targeting businesses and local governments, adjusting its ransom demands to the size of the compromised network. After fixing a bug that allowed free decryption, Pond Locker emerged as ProLocker in March, and its activity started to escalate. As cybersecurity company group IB points out in a recent report, ProLock has partnered with QuackBot, banking children to obtain access to victims' networks. This likely contributed to the ransom's ascension. The Trojan does not install this ransomware family, but runs a set of scripts to let its operators on the victim network so they can map it and move laterally. The payload is extracted from a, a bitmap or JPEG file named WinMGR, which of course is short for WinManager, and is loaded into memory. Like other ransomware operators, Prolox spend some time on the victim network, looking for high-value systems and important data to steal. The information is siphoned out using the R clone, a command line tool for syncing with various cloud storage services. The ransom demand following the encryption comes with the threat that the victim data will be released on public websites and social media unless payment for decryption is not received. Oh. This should be is received. Other methods include misconfigured remote desktop protocol for networks with single factor authentication. The actor uses stolen logins. So if you uh, weren't already concerned about different uh, ransomware families, well, here's another one, Prolock, and their decryptor doesn't work properly. So even if you pay, you might not get your data back anyway. Something to think about before you pay. That combined with what we reported yesterday about um, Paying the ransom almost double, well, more than doubles your recovery costs. So something to think about. That is it for today. Until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, stay secure.